Yeah, yeah. I would say I'm definitely most interested in the worthless areas. Yeah. yeah. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you great. Oh, that's such a relief because it doesn't always work out that way. Or it didn't <laughs> for a long time. Oh, no, it's it's totally fine. Um, I apologize if you can hear um, anything in the background. My house is a little bit noisy. That's okay. You Are you, are you in New York? I am. I'm in um, central New York in Syracuse. Oh, okay. I thought you were like kicking it in New York, New York. Oh, used to. <laughs> yeah. That sounds exhausting, actually. <laughs> Living in New York? Yeah. Is that... Yeah, it was. It was. Um, yeah. Yeah, I lived there for... I'm not from there originally. My husband's from Long Island, and I'm from um, Northern Virginia. Um, but we met when we were both living in New York City um, for, we lived there for maybe like four years. And um, So Northern came... Virginia, he's like from the Beltway area? I'm from Northern Virginia. He's oh, sorry. From, he's, he's from Long Island. Yeah, I'm from the Beltway area. <laughs> okay, okay. Have you, been, you, have you been? I used to live in Bethesda. Hold on, let me do a oh, quick okay. intro. Uh, welcome to What's My Thesis. I'm your host, Javier Proenza. Every week, my guests and I share the answers we found to the questions we have. Join us as we explore and expand our worldview through research and ask, what's my thesis? Um, so, yeah, I used to live in Bethesda. I lived there for a while uh, right after college. Or, no, right during college, early college, right after high school. Uh, and it was a bit of an adjustment, but it's a different part of the world. It sure is. I'm from Alexandria, Virginia, so like okay, on the other yeah. side of the Beltway. <laughs> yeah, I used to hang out in Fairfax and all of that. So yeah, it's a it's a strange place, I think, to to grow up. Um, mm. What what brought you to Bethesda? Uh, my dad is a diplomat, so he was like working in uh, D.C. for a while, and so uh, they wanted me to live with them to make like college cheaper. Oh, they, totally. Yeah, and we had this awesome <laughs> fucking house, two awesome houses in, in Bethesda. It was all woodsy. The thing that's crazy about that is that if, like, it's so suburban that if you don't have a car, your your ass is kicked. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, in Alexandria, maybe it's a little bit different. Like, it's a little, like, there's buses and things, too, where I grew up. And my parents did, like, make us all. I'm, like, one of four siblings. So, like, oh, you, me all, too. like. We had to like share a car and stuff, so sometimes there was the you know, hop on a bus. I remember I had to hop on a bus to to go to work and stuff sometimes. Oh geez. Yeah. Well, yeah, the bus system I'm, over there it's a little bit more sensical over there than it is over here. Alexand well, Alexandria is yeah, I think a little smaller than the Bethesda area, but um, no, I meant in uh, L.A. Like, oh, in L.A. Oh yeah. yeah, L.A. I I've only been to L.A. once. I was there this past summer. And I yeah, with Double get, Double, I, right? For yeah, for, you guys were at um, Monte Vista or something. Yeah, were you there at the show? No, I just that's actually how I became aware of you because I know uh, Molly Schulman, um, who who's like from Made in L.A. And then she introduced me to all the Monte Vista. I mean, not that I needed her to, because like those people are pretty accessible anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's not like they're like a a, a 
closed off click. But um, but yeah, I've had a couple of them on the show. It's always a challenge to not like just do one entire um, group. But yeah, I'm 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 trying to get more people from the East Coast because we've do- we've covered a lot of LA heads. So I know about you, and then I think you're friends with um, someone who I was also considering having on the show, but like her work is a little. Um, I, I I have a really I'm lactose intolerant, so the milk stuff. Oh, Amanda <laughs> Struber. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I haven't introduced you. You're Rebecca Forstarter, right? Forstatter. Forstatter. Yeah. Difficult last name to pronounce. No one ever gets it right. <laughs> yeah, I actually had figured it out and then I completely lost it and then said it wrong. But um, no, no worries. Uh, hold on, I feel like my mic's a little loud, so I'm gonna fix that real quick. But uh, yeah, um, so yeah, so I I was like I didn't want to have someone on the show and then just my whole thing about their work is that like I it it's unsettling. I mean, even though I know that's probably what it is. But, that is kind. That's kind of so we sh- uh, so we show together quite often. I know <laughs> we're in a collective, and it's sort of a running joke. It's like sh- Amanda will uh, present sort of like the work she wants to show, and she's like, "Don't worry, it's going to be great. Like I have it totally contained." And in the back of our minds, we and we tell her to her face. Obviously, too. we're like, we're like, does that ever happen? So yeah. it, when we're, uh, it's always there's always a stench of milk at the end. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know that I could have gotten through that conversation <laughs> just thinking about milk. I won't. I won't go too deep into it for you. No, but, uh, it's fine. I'm teasing. She's, she's, she's in LA, so. Um... Yeah, that was the other reason that I ended up <laughs> inviting you instead, um, because I was like, oh, well, I actually want to talk to someone that's out there. Um, but you guys have also shown in Pittsburgh and stuff, right? Yeah, um, Amanda actually curated a really fantastic show at Bunker Projects. Um, okay. That was it, like a group show that was in um, in conjunction with the solo show she was having there. Um, that was sort of about the idea of an icon, which uh-huh. was totally up my alley. Um, and it was really great. It was the Double Double Crew and then also a bunch of other artists that were local to Pittsburgh. And what's the Double Double Crew? Just like in a nutshell. So we all met in grad school and over, we're all from various different years. And mm. um, we, what school is that? Syracuse University. Okay. And um, we were sort of some of the, we, were, we had all sort of curated and together each other in different ways. We had sort of occupied strange spaces in this sort of central New York region that's like very, sort of it's post-industrial industries left so there's a lot of vacant spaces we started curating in um like a dying mall and old office buildings and things like that too and we just enjoyed those conversations that they were bringing to like our practices and mm-hmm. getting us outside of our studios and we were like how do we sustain this out of outside of grad school so we decided that we would all come together and show together twice a year and each show is in response to one of the person's practices so the show so the, that you saw, the, each individual shows twice a year, or the uh, the, each, the collective shows collectively twice a year. The collective shows collectively twice okay. a year, and right. then each show is different in that it's centered around the questions of one person's practice. So we do sort of um, like a lot of preparation um, in advance, where we sort of give each other readings and um, have like a lot of discussions about ideas and things that everyone's thinking about in their studios. Um, uh. And the show that you saw in LA was about um, Kate Finley's practice. Um, and then the show in Pittsburgh wasn't, we, I mean, we do sort of these, we sometimes just come together too and show in other various group shows. We had shown in 
like the one in Pittsburgh wasn't really a double double show. Um, the we had shown it on in Governor's Island um, this past summer, and that wasn't really a double double show. I guess we just showed together. <laughs> okay. We we yeah. showed we um we showed in Berlin together. Um, that was our first show. Um, that was centered right. around Eric Charlton's practice. Yeah. So that's that's also seems to be a thing that like these larger cities are trying. I mean, I guess like Central New York isn't necessarily New York. But, like, these coastal areas are uh, trying to link up with uh, Berlin people, I think. It seems to be a lot of, like, international exchange with that area. Is yeah, that... Berlin. Berlin's super great. Um, I had done residency there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, oh, my gosh, when was it? It was 2017. Um, and spent a few months there. And it was so amazing. The art scene there is, like, super interesting and different, really different than New York especially i'm not i'm not so well in tune with the la scene but um yeah it is much me more neither right now i don't have a car <laughs> and i have like i'm just <laughs> i'm amazed that i'm even doing this interview i'm like so physically tired but since all i have to do is, is sit on the couch i'm like very comfortable right now i actually got I excited I... it's it's been a while since i've even socialized so <laughs> i'm like oh. well at least i'll have some human contact and how's getting around better. la without a car it's uh, it's a lot of walking, a lot of like, um, I, it's just physically draining, and I don't think that I'm eating enough, uh, and it's uh, like I'm, I feel like I'm sort of catching up to it, but I, I I feel like as I catch up, I try to do more, and then that ultimately just it's it evens out into this like consistent tiredness. <laughs> uh, is you know like right now I, I'm in the middle of a, a four day break but i have to like get something together for or i'm trying to get something together for um uh this lawn ornament thing that made it or that uh montevista is doing for other places are are uh fair but like i was like even that is just like exerting energy that (laughs) you know like to do something that i find pleasurable and like is part of my practice i forget that it is like work you know but, yeah. So it, that's been kind of the difficult challenge. I mean, I, I I'm trying to play music and stuff and like watch less TV. And there's a lot less that catches my interest. But uh, well, I was gonna tell you what my interests have been, but maybe we can leave that for the second hour. Um, okay. Yeah. But uh, what is your topic? I think I want to talk about reality TV with you. Oh, thank God. Because I know that that's like <laughs> deep in your practice and I don't know anything about it, but I feel like I feel like it's going to be instructive to me somehow because I've, uh, okay, I'm, I'm kind of getting into sort of trying to get into like um, magic and stuff. I'll, I've watched this show called Hellier that just had a second season and it's really about weird stuff. But... I feel like um, there's a lot to learn about life from and about art culture from reality reality TV. So I'm very curious. What's the show, what's that show you're just talking? I've never heard of it. Oh, it's a it's a show about these guys that go around like they're basically ghost hunters that they're they're cross dimensional ghost hunters that do like paranormal investigations from the standpoint of magic and uh bigfoot like research and like the a couple of them are originally like ghost hunters they're they do some crazy shit though that gets really weird like they they'll do they'll do it but it it, you know 
it's really them just kind of chasing serendi- or, or synchronicities or like coincidences that sort of lead to a broader phenomenon that they can't really like quite say what it is, but it involves goblins and shit like this. It's like just weird stuff. Uh, so it, it, but it like all of that is just really fun, right? It, um, and I, I'm also kind of getting into like UFO stuff, but that's neither here nor there. We can discuss that later. Yeah. Well, uh, is that, yeah. Is that- so that's a reality show. Yeah, that is a reality okay. show. Ultimately, I, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm always, I'm always, I'm always on the market for new ones. I feel oh, like I'm very, oh. I'm very deep into like certain franchises and stations, and I'm always looking for new ones. Okay, so like, so yeah. I mean, I'm happy to tell you more about that as we go. But, uh, but yeah, yeah that it, I forget that it, that like I completely forgot that I was actually still on theme by talking about yeah. that. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> tell so, like it does inform your practice, and then uh, also it. Uh, you also have some like nostalgic uh, threads as well that we can maybe interweave as we discuss because um, you you play with tamagotchis and stuff like that and um, you know crafty bead stuff, right? Yeah, <laughs> totally. That's exactly how I would love for someone to describe. Them. Thank you for writing my artist. <laughs> well, that's why I have this show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it's perfect. That was exactly spot on. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think about those things to me, like the the idea of nostalgia and the um, like reality TV. They're connected um, in the way that I'm sort of in the way that I'm sort of thinking about it all in my practice, and it's sort of like how are cultural moments like impacting our sense of reality, mm-hmm. and how and real and I think the reality TV specifically is nostalgic for me too, like. Um, in what I, sense? I, I like to say, like in, in my like my my pitch and my artist statement that, but I'm gonna ditch now that you just wrote mine. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I, mine is clunky I, and I stuttery. Say I, I say that I grew up with the internet, so that is like through a lens of 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 thinking about the work, but also I also really grew up with reality TV. Are you um, a millennial? And. And and so I guess my my first experience with reality TV was probably Real World, I guess, yeah, and maybe Survivor. So wait, uh, I'm yeah, sorry. Did you, I I think you missed my question. Did you are, are you a millennial? Just so we have a an age oh, range. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. No, that's okay. Yes, yes, I am. Okay. Yes, I was born in 1989. All right. Okay. Yes. So so I just turned 30. So oh my god! So you're like my youngest sister's age. Okay. How, yeah. how old are you? If you don't mind me. I'm th- I'm uh, nine years older than you. No, I'm actually uh, I'm I'm 39 now. I'm turning 40 this year, so I'm actually probably a little older than that, like a year older than that. Uh, I'm probably 10 years older than you. Yeah, we're maybe we're about like a. You yeah. have like a similar age gap in, in siblings than I do. Yeah, actually, I'm, how many? How many? Uh, what's the split? Uh, uh, I guess not gender wise, but sex wise. Um, my, I have an older brother and I have two sisters. Okay. Same. Yeah. I, I, oh, okay. So there's three women in your family. Ours is more yes. of an even split, but we're not necessarily going to talk too much about my family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cause there's, <laughs> there's drama there that we don't want to get into. But yeah, or I mean, like you know, or maybe we, or maybe we do want to pitch a reality no. TV show. Yeah, with family. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I, yeah, I think that like I'm pretty open about a lot of stuff, but I don't really want to take responsibility for representing what these siblings of mine are like. You know, because it's only my perspective. 
Totally. That's, yeah. I, under, I understand that. Like it's, it's weird being an adult and sort of, uh, yeah. And like I have back. a show and I'm going to be talking about my side of things. It's just weird, you know? Yeah. Ethically. Yeah. Yeah, totally, and and also like. But you can go strange. ahead. Who's the asshole well, in your very, family? It's, it's it's very. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not gonna throw my siblings under the bus if you're not gonna throw yours. <laughs> Although I think I think they generally they have a good sense of humor, and yeah. Um, I yeah they I think that is sort of uh, something that uh, like maybe they're not at all like artists. Um, uh, yeah. They're. they're in science and business and, and that sort of medicine. Um, but they, they, I think they find the thread in, in, in engaging with my work, like with that humor that they would maybe see if I talked about them on the podcast. But that's a, that's that, a, I mean, we can talk in general terms. That's a pretty different yeah. split. Uh, you, you have one older brother and then uh, three sisters. That's like, that's an interesting dynamic. I, I'm, yeah. I, feel, I feel like he might've uh, lost a lot of arguments. Totally. He's the oldest. So, and then, and then he got three sisters and, um, the, I'm, and then you probably all got away with murder and he probably had a harder time since he was the first. He got away with murder. (gasps) Oh, Oh, okay. So we are getting juicy. (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, no, we are starting a reality TV show right now. (laughs) He knows, he knows. I just, I just saw him, uh, maybe two weekends ago. Um, and, uh, he still he still brings up that the moment he left for college, I was like already measuring his room for like curtains because I was gonna move in. I was getting <laughs> in his room, <laughs> taking over. Oh um, yeah, those like, competitions <laughs> and rivalries are crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I one thing I will disclose is that we're all sort of in the creative fields, so <clears throat> they're like we get competitive like that. While some of us are more pragmatic, and other ones and others are uh, less monetarily. Uh, successful outwardly you know like and that and that ends up being a point of tension for us it depends on how like different people measure uh, success you know and it becomes a thing where like um it's a it's a point of tension when someone's like telling you how you need to be making decisions for yourself and you're like dude my ambitions are not yours you know totally that i that idea of, of success is is something sort of I think I think about a lot in my practice yeah. and like and what sort of and and that sort of it goes right back into sort of like oh my gosh my cat just jumped right near my microphone she has like a lot of anxiety issues and doesn't like to be not in my room <laughs> <in> my presence <laughs> so um, she's kind of like a dog it sounds like she is I think I was talking about it yesterday um and I was like I think we just we got her when she was too young she has like some I've been Googling it. I'm pretty, there's some attachment issues, I think. Really? I didn't know that that uh, could happen. When they're separated from their mothers too young, they sort oh. of, I think, they, they form, like, um, very sort of, like, more, they need humans, more, like, the human who adopted them. They sort of, like, have this real attachment to them. Um, okay. So it's, like, kind of... Kinda what, how... It's sort of what I was reading on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> but... I'm not a, a vet by any means, but uh, <laughs> maybe I could buy a vet degree on the internet and then I could be an expert. But so I'm um, sure that there are like listeners out there that do like reality TV and are 
furious with me because I'm not getting okay, down yeah. to the nitty right, gritty of ta- it. Let's and... talk about reality <laughs> TV. All right, so. So you're so no knowledge of reality TV. I mean, I, I I think it's so ubiquitous. I've shown that like I didn't even realize I had, was watching a reality show. But I guess you know, yeah. I I I'm not like completely ignorant to it. I used to watch like there's some of it that appeals to me. Uh, I'm not like a hater. I do think that it's fascinating that uh, one of the things that I find interesting, especially about like Real Housewives, which I'm sure is going to come up because you do seem to. Uh, that seems to be one of the ones that you're deep into, right? Or is that? Yes, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> uh, what I, I do, I, one of the things that I appreciate is that, uh, is that like, it shows openly that, um, that like class doesn't equal class. Uh, you know, like being of an upper class doesn't mean that you're in any way like, classier <laughs> i'm sorry i'm just hitting that word really hard you're, well, <laughs> but... so you're absolutely you're actually basically reciting a song from um luann de la sets of the oh, really? of new york called money can't buy you class which you should totally look up after this <laughs> and it can be your anthem but yeah. totally i think that it, it but it's also i mean i've been i've been very deep in for Real Housewives specifically, I've been very deep into it since the beginning. Mm-hmm. So to see the evolution of uh, like the people they've become. Oh, okay. Um, so like season one to season two of any reality show is so drastically different because they've had the opportunity to see what they look like uh... on the TV screen and get like a reaction from the public. And so I they like also... they, they is that that's interesting. That goes into like the idea of uh, of like pretense and uh like pretense becoming reality which is like um one of the tenets of like magical thinking and all of that but but it sounds like it seems like uh people become what they project in a weird way is that what or 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 is it or or what they hope to be i think or what they sort of see that that sort of an audience wants and so they get a react real housewives is kind of weird because they sort of get they, they so after the season's over they have um like um a reunion uh-huh. where they meet and Andy Cohen hosts it and um he will like ask fewer questions and they also sort of interact with each other after they've seen all the footage of like them being kind of horrible people to each other <laughs> <laughs> um, and so they're and they're generally in the end seems to be like one person that's like the villain of the season. And that person usually comes back in the next season being like, I'm not going to be that person this season. Like it's going to be someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they take on sort of a different persona or attitude. Oh, okay. So they're like, uh, they're all uh, different musicians taking turns, you know, like in a jam and each one's taking to t- uh, turns to be the solo uh, a-hole. Yeah, totally. Some people get <laughs> solos like quite often. They just, like, can't help themselves. Does anyone but... just lean into it all and is like known as the the B? I think I think in every in every season there's like there or every sort of like city of the Real Housewives there's someone who's like known to be like an instigator. But uh-huh. the cast also changed too. Like they can like. The production obviously senses when things are sort of like there's recurring arguments and fights and like viewers won't be like interested in it anymore. They just sort of get rid of players and bring new people in. Uh-huh. 
Um, and that's always, that's always sort of drama fueled on the other hand too. And what now is like sort of how they, how there's these reality TV shows bleed into social media. So like, even after you're off the show, you're still part of the drama through um, like, the network of social media. <laughs> it never stops. It's, it is no. reality. That's crazy. Well, that, that's sort of like the, there, it became very interesting to me in, in my practice in when sort of social media started playing a role in uh, reality TV. Um, and, and in the idea that sort of they found like a platform for fame mm-hmm. outside in a, in, a, in a, like a really tangible way. And pardon my ignorance, but are these like, what's the, are they just wealthy or is, do they, are they, do, are they associated to a man of that is of some success or is this like, it varies. It varies. Because I, I know that, that there's like basketball wives, which sounds like a derivative, but I'm wondering if these are just like, are, are there any like women, like self-made women? I mean, these are just uh, assumptions that I'm making that they're not. I, I but I, th- some of them, some of them are, I think the, the title is maybe like a little bit deceiving. Um, okay. And it was maybe sort of accurate in the first iteration, which was um, Real Housewives of Orange County, which was like sort of built off of an actual like TV show, which was, um, which was thinking, I think it was, it was like sort of a mix of like Desperate Housewives and then also um, like the OC uh-huh. um, was sort of the, if I, I mean, I don't want to speak for Andy's intentions, but <laughs> um, I, th- I think that was sort of the catalyst for them. But um, I think that um, the OC I mean, being I, the TV show yeah, the TV that, show, that yeah. had, okay. Yeah. I think, but the, um, the, the way you're talking about it too is sort of very, is, is sort of the, the area where I'm specifically really interested in is, is sort of um, the idea of sort of this like real, after being on for so many years, right? There's this whole um, sort of like network that mm-hmm. is rooted on, on sort of a platform of like using the faces and bodies of women for entertainment. And then it goes, translates into sort of like social media where they're then, becoming the faces and bodies of sort of like sales yeah. <laughs> um, because because that's how they're making they're making a lot of money in, in that way too. yeah like they're essentially of, their their main source of income is possibly even they probably make more from being influencers right yeah i think i i mean they I, all I, have I, very they all have very different salary <laughs> 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 um but uh yeah they definitely make a ton of money being influencers but uh that that how that fits into sort of like a larger context of like social um like the way our social structures like currently organized and the way that um users so i'm in in like users and user generated content and stuff like that are informing the way that we like act out our daily lives so what does that mean uh, can you paraphrase that so that i am less dense about it oh yeah i'm sorry um yeah so the the, no the it is the the stupidity is on my end that that was that made sense but i'm just like it didn't quite register no i mean someone once told me that i like i i actually it was in my my yeah i'm not gonna actually it was it it was a very smart it it was a very smart (laughs) statement but like i couldn't quite grasp grasp it and i'm uh, sure the listeners are hating me right now but (laughs) i want to be um, able to keep up in the conversation in the idea of um like so maybe the the 
the videos that you've you've seen that you're referencing of sort of uh, me using Real Housewives in my work, right? Or mm-hmm. it might be helpful if I describe that and then yeah, that yeah. could sort of like lead into it. So one of, I was doing a series of videos with housewives that I um, like to call my DIY deep fakes, where mm-hmm. um, I was making these silicone masks of the housewives and then I was using um, Snapchat's face swap filter to face swap them with the actual person's face. And then I would have them, um, these characters were acting out scripts that were part of like a larger mockumercial. Um, that was sort of. Okay. So that's what you mean by user generated content. you um, so there, is there a subculture of people that make, uh, uh, uh work like this as well? Uh, of building off of user generated content. Sorry. So, sorry, you had said something about how they, now they exist outside of their own, or did I, the thing that you said that was like hard for me to grasp, I think that okay. you, uh, what I was trying to understand is, are there, you, you were saying that there's like people, like user generated content as opposed to, are you calling them users or? They are both, they're both users. And I think anyone who's on those platforms are users. Yeah, so you're they're, talking... they're, 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 yeah they're creating user generated content. Okay. Um, but I think it's like a double-edged sword, right? Like everyone who's on these social media platforms is like a user and a consumer and also being consumed. Yeah. In, in like the larger sense of sort of like an economic structure. Okay. So, okay. And then, so what what you're doing the with the with the video, sorry, go back to what you were saying about that. Um, so, so how do you, how, so you yeah, are so they, obviously, so they, you're doing so it the, obviously with intention, right? As yeah, opposed yeah, to like... They don't, they don't actually, so maybe you've seen them on, in, I do post them on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, I've seen, Instagram I've seen is essentially some. sort of like, um, it's just like a portfolio of work. I don't really use it for incredibly personal purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just sort of snippets. I like actually work, don't know what you look like. I know what your husband looks like. <laughs> yes, he, I, I do post a lot of dancing videos of him. Yes, in his underwear sometimes, <laughs> or in what looks like underwear (laughs) (laughs) i think he's he's always wearing clothes i do make sure (laughs) of that um but um but even you're uh you you're very uh what's it called even for a while well actually not so much with amanda uh but with you i still have no idea what your face looks like and i mean i just when I picture you, I picture you as one of these housewives. Which is uh, that's how I would love for everyone. To picture me. And and we're talking I, I, like leather face. Uh, what's it called? Lots of plastic surgery, deformity kind of faces, right? Totally. Yeah. So these like these sort of the videos, they don't look like the person exactly. They sort of have moments where there's like a likeness, and then moments where they look sort of like what is sort of like a horrific version of a standard of beauty yeah. of now. Um, yeah. Or, or so, and somehow it's like an attempt at, at, to maintain like youthful beauty, but you just become, I mean, this is Bill Burr says this, but like you just become something else, right? Like you don't look young. <laughs> you, <laughs> you look like, he says you look like an alien person, but yeah, it's definitely not like, but it is, it, it I think that that, you know, I, I've said it on the show before, like I don't necessarily want to go entirely political uh, but, uh, you know, I've made fun of Nancy Pelosi and her plastic surgery. And I think that that's fair game because that's like a, an issue of class. Right. Like, 
you know, so I, it goes back into that, like, there is this weird standard of beauty for rich women who can afford to do this thing to themselves that maybe doesn't make them look young, but they all have it, so they all sort of look this version of young. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Um, there, I think there's, like, sort of also, right, like, in those social, in the in the platform of, like, Instagram, say, right, like, there is sort of, like, this ideal, like, standard of beauty for for different like age classes that are uh-huh. <laughs> that are on there and yeah. and and sort of I'm tapping into maybe like the the 50s <laughs> age group <laughs> of um like influencers and social media stars um yeah but there's but... 50 year olds like Heidi Klum you know <laughs> that's true and I... <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I, they're uh I think it's specifically in the the sort of the reality tv um yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The, the vein is sort of what I when I'm thinking about that. No, mean, no, Heidi I'm was, saying Heidi Klum was great for her age. No, I t- I'm, I'm, I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't disputing that I, yeah. I, or disputing you. I, I, I just think yeah. it's interesting. Like it, they can't look like Heidi Klum, so they have to sort of settle for this thing that like it doesn't look real, but it looks. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they think they. I don't know how that. I mean, yeah, it's just a weird thing, and it it's definitely like, I don't know how much money you would. How much? I don't know. Would would you do? Would you like feel like that? You don't seem to have a vanity that would make you have like plastic surgery like that. But I could be mistaken. I mean, I I don't I don't judge anyone for doing it. Like I think it's no, any, any yeah. anyone's anyone's choice. I think there's absolutely right. Like a like a there is sort of what like a there what you were describing right. Like um and there it create sort of like um keeping like up a, with a, the joneses like a, <laughs> yeah and it, it creates it's created sort of like, like a generation of people of a certain economic class and a sort of and a certain um race um it's sort of like flexing looking, a ring. looking looking the same <laughs> looking <laughs> you know? the same it's like bling um, it's face bling <laughs> yeah i mean i think i see that also too in like other social media platforms are you have you um like dipped into tiktok no no oh, you, you gotta get on there it's uh, like no nah. i okay, i think like... i'm done with instagram <laughs> i think that's i've I, like i've just made my practice so tied to it that like you know to take on another one you know to, to just to... for like research i think it's like it is it is an impo- it's going to be an important cultural moment like um yeah and i think but it, so is the... vine <laughs> yeah this one is different though i think really? i i mean not I mean, i'm an old dude time. too so i'm just being a grouch <laughs> tell me more about tiktok well, what's, what's i think what's different about um like tiktok is the i mean there's like sort of the same thing that is maybe you have noticed in, in, in the, uh, like the real housewives, like aesthetic mm-hmm. look, like of all those kind of things. Like there's like a very specific aesthetic yeah. of, um, of the people who are on, on TikTok, and they're all sort of like, and all the, the influencers, right. They look the same. Yeah. Um, and now you, now that you put it like that, it makes me feel like the adjective that popped to mind was Trumpian, like very yeah. Mar-a-Lago sort of vibe, like, you know, not quite absolutely. classy. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, they do look like they could be. Those the characters that I make, and I think also probably um, some of the, the looks they, and I think they all sort. Of, there's known relationships between them and um, yeah. Donald Trump, who is also a reality TV star. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I 
I can't remember where we were in talking about the videos, but um, oh, so that, that's fine. Uh, um, yeah. So, oh wait, on on what you were doing with the videos. Yeah, so, I, mean, I don't. Have, we can. No, I mean it. Like it's it's. <laughs> I, I I'm just like I, yeah. You, uh, I get a sense that there is a little bit of. Um, there are some undertones of politics sometimes. Like I think that there's like one politician that you kind of pick on a little bit. Is that am I imagining that or confusing you with someone else? Um, like I, a bald there, guy. Sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, an old bald guy. Is am I? Do you know which one? I, which videos I, I'm talking about? I think you might be thinking of someone else's okay, videos, but I'd love to see those. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do. I mean, I do work with um, like a lot of. Um, like political undertones in the work too. And specifically so talk about in the, those. Yeah. Yeah. in the videos with Vicki Gunvalson, who is the OG of the OC, um, real housewives of OC, the, first, mm-hmm. the old, she was the longest running cast members has recently been dethroned, mm-hmm. um, kicked off the show. It's been a big, big thing. Um, she is in one of my videos and in, in, well, not her specifically, but an actor wearing a mask. Um, and she takes on the role of actually, um, Donald Trump in, um, a multi-level marketing commercial he did Okay, for, yeah, so that, for ACN. Yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. And I also have used it in some work that maybe, I don't know if I posted too much about it on Instagram because it's kind of hard to, it's a video game. So it's, and it's um, like an AI video game. So it is pretty difficult to just like document. Uh-huh. Um, that sort of gives users choices um, of sort of using sort of of like aspirational like internet language of sort of like live, laugh, loving. And they sort of have to choose yeah, yeah. between live, laugh, and love in different contexts. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, where they, does that come from? Where's that live? La- is that that's just like, a oh, market? that might that might be the video you're talking about. Actually, I did post and uh, OK, so there was a video I posted um, that was, I had Googled it because I was like, where does that come from? Uh-huh. And it is actually a poem by a woman. Okay. Um, and I'm blanking on her name and I want to, I'll get it for you so you can <laughs> tell everyone. I won't waste your time by looking it up right now. But I think it was, I think I want to say, yeah, I can't oh, remember they can, the name. Oh, they can Google I, the yeah. original poem um, with Live, Laugh, Love Well, in what it. came up to, what, when I Googled it was the first video was this real estate agent who gives these talks. Uh-huh. <laughs> on YouTube and he was quoting and reading the poem uh-huh. um, which was interesting to me and I think they also in in his talk he mentioned like she had submitted it for a competition um, and then it had been falsely attributed later on to a man and mm. then it was interesting to me that he was then repeating it again <laughs> through this like old white dude trying to sell people real estate and then at the end like really cheesy like gives out his phone number on youtube Uh, (laughs) uh, that's a whole new class of reality that's like self-produced reality which i'm fascinated by uh there's there's some interesting stuff out there but um i wanted to ask you like who who so okay so we've talked about real housewives what are the shows that get you like and what are the things about the shows like the the intangibles if you will uh, sorry, now I wanted to make myself comment <laughs> just there. But, you know, like, the, the things about the show, the je ne sais quoi, oh, I'm still making myself gag. Um, <laughs> <laughs> of, of the, uh, um, of, like, of, like, what is it that, that fascinates you about it? And what I shows, like, specifically, oh, if that helps, if that helps you yeah. lay out, like, I like yeah, this I because mean... of this. 
Yeah, I think, okay, so I the 90 Day Fiance. Oh, I've heard of this. Okay, every spinoff I'm into. So like 90 Day Fiance, 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days, 90 Day Fiance after the 90 days, 90 Day Fiance (laughs) happily ever after. How many hours or or how many days of these people's lives is that? That's like several months at this point, right? So many. And it's like always (laughs) on. There's always a new season or there's always at least one new season happening, sometimes two simultaneously. Um, But like... For those, it's really interesting to me to sort of see humans at this, like, because they're in, I prefer the first season when they're on. After the first season that they're on, I'm, like, kind of not interested in them anymore because in the first season they're on, they are, like, sort of very vulnerable and, like, sort of don't realize that they're, what what the impact of, like, sort of filming their lives is going to sort of um, do to them. And then, so... When after the first season, I then become interested in them on social media and sort of seeing how they transform as people. Uh-huh. Um, in in the sort of, I, they're like they're using using the idea of like the relationships and then in turning it into sort of like a business opportunity. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I I well, yeah, it's I, it's essentially this place where people go to become brands like overtly uh it's interesting like how they um it it go like i i I keep thinking about the be careful what you pretend to be there's and i tie it a little bit to like i feel like a real housewives is uh someone on the show called karate uh boy yoga and i think that like um it, it it reality tv is like girl wrestling where it's like there, there's a bit of a kayfabe there as well where like you don't, you know, like in wrestling and I'm not a huge wrestling fan, but I do find that there's some interesting stories of people like um, that that have, uh, you know, have had serious head trauma through doing it. I think the Chris Benoit story is pretty uh, sad, but it, it they there's an undertone in that story which ties into the live, love, laugh thing. Because uh, I heard about this story through um, the last podcast on the left. And they always say live, laugh, love in a very ironic way. So I actually thought you you and uh, and Amanda were supporters or listeners of that podcast early on. And I realized like, <laughs> oh no, that like isn't theirs. But um, so like, but the idea of be careful what you pretend to be. Because a lot of shit, weird shit happened uh, with them where they the kayfabe is something that you're never supposed to break so like bad guys are supposed to hang out with bad guys and kind of thing and and there was a storyline where he was like um that someone was like cheating on someone i forget exactly the details but let's let, someone was cheating on someone with someone's wife i think that that's how he married the woman that he ended up murdering he was like pretending to be having an affair in the main storyline of the show of the like the wrestling and then in real life they ended up like hooking up right so there's but to me it's interesting like this is such an overt like opportunity to pretend to be something and become it and it, it's it, it's uh there's a little bit of like magic and self-deception and taking an opportunity and it backfiring on you but you also like I don't know. It's it's a fascinating place for me. The uh, this whole like uh, people trying to present something at all times that is um, like that thing of like playing to the crowd and then <laughs> realizing how you come off 
and then sort of being pigeonholed a certain way. I don't know. Do they do characters have flexibility to sort of like become your favorites after you've hated them for a while? I I think they do. I think okay. like I think that is like things that I mean, I think some yes, they do have the opportunity to do that. Pending the first thing the thing they did to make you hate them like wasn't truly so awful and like you're also your personal level of like empathy. Yeah. <laughs> um is like also something that plays I think a factor in watching like these reality TV shows. Like I have As a uh, viewer like, the empathy, not their empathy. Yeah, as okay. a viewer the empathy. Like I have a friend who can't watch like written 90 Day Fiance with me because she feels so badly for like a lot of people yeah and and sort of isn't, isn't fascinated with it and sort of the in the ways that i am so sort of just sees it as like people being incredibly vulnerable and being taken advantage of um in the context of that show i don't know in real housewives she doesn't have a problem <laughs> <laughs> um, so 90 day fiance do you also like the more competitive ones right so yeah um i mean i think I, yeah, I watched the competition ones too. Do people um, do people still hate the woman that? What was the the? I wouldn't if I saw you dying on the side of the road. I wouldn't stop to save you. Oh my gosh, what was that from? That was from like the first season of Survivor, wasn't okay, it? Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, I okay. think so. Yes, yes. So um, what? So, wh- how's so, that so woman's sur- life? <laughs> I okay, so I'm currently in um, a Survivor draft with. I so I stopped watching Survivor like several seasons ago, uh-huh. and I sort of had like tuned into sort of like this more dramatic interpersonal um reality tv genre but Mm. um my husband is very into survivor and (laughs) has been doing um like a draft like a football draft essentially Uh with survivor contestants with one of his close friends how do you score that okay so i'm not even sure i don't know (laughs) first year i got in on the draft i um that's hilarious uh, though there's so much overlap in these uh arenas you know and yeah, so I, I, um, he, it, I, I got thrown into the draft too. I was told that last year, um, his friend's partner, um, she got to do it and I was so mad. I was like, well, why didn't I get to do it? Like I've been asking for years <laughs> and this, <laughs> this year I got, um, I got, I got very little notice and he said I wasn't prepared for the draft. <laughs> I got it and talking to that I wasn't prepared for the draft and I got thrown into it and I really didn't even know the rules and apparently the first person I picked was my winner pick and I don't even know where this list is now mm-hmm. so I'm just sort of watching it blind just waiting till the end to see if I won yeah trusting <laughs> but that's them also to... a similar interest to like sports it's just like I don't really not super I'm I'm not super interested if the winning to me in 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 the uh, in those those sort of competitive shows it's like okay they win and then you sort of forget about them i'm into sort of like the longevity uh-huh. of the reality you want to have TV. long-term relationships with yeah these the pair yeah. these parasocial relationships are kind of what like are is keeping me involved in it but this this season of survivor is all winners so i do have some sort of connection to like a lot of them uh-huh. um but i got stuck with boston rob so it's not boston good for rob. me <laughs> <laughs> so and who are your heroes like who are the people that you really love and why do you love them like what what is the of the just in in in, 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 in your show like who's your favorite oh, housewife oh my favorite housewife that's like super hard to pick oh okay I'm um sorry. i would no it's so hard to pick i'm gonna pick a favorite i'll do it of um, or like pick a favorite <laughs> of one season um yeah so i think my favorite i would say vicky gunwilson she like really like i her 
her storyline i have no idea who that is so she had such an incredible arc um well she's not far from you you should just hit her she um you could probably sign up for one of her um koto financial financial planning classes Uh (laughs) um which is her side hustle um but i think now her full-time hustle since she's no longer a housewife but um her her sort of like arc has been like long and sustaining um, and I think she she's like one of the stranger characters that sort of like came into that show like really kind of crazy and has just stayed like at that same level. Mm. <laughs> so she's a fire starter. Yeah, she is. But she had these like very, very um, sort of like, I, I mean, sort of her most memorable arc is um, there was a fake cancer scare mm. um, with with a boyfriend and um sort of it was blown up and revealed and um that was sort of like a, a, a the main topic of conversation for like two seasons but um the when it was like revealed and sort of the moment of her um like realizing that she couldn't like control like the narrative that was happening on this unscripted reality tv show which i don't know if, it's definitely not all unscripted there's definitely setups and things like that that are mm. happening from producers and editing and all those things but um yeah uh, the the interest in I mean yeah she to me is super fascinating and then also in the ways that she um, is like engaging as sort of like the her view of herself has like totally dramatically changed in sort of her exit um, which like happened this year where she had this huge like basically a temper tantrum on reality <laughs> TV during the reunion show where you hear her in the back sort of screaming like I started this show like they can't kick me off the stage. She was like, a, she was, a, she was demoted um, uh. in, the, in the past season to a friend of, which is, <gasps> you're not a housewife, you're a friend of, which means you get sort of like less airtime. You get, I think paid less. And also you don't get to sit through the whole reunion, which uh. is like, that's, that's, that's the time where you're like, you're like in court in the reunions. And oh, um, really? So in the reunions, they like, they're like, Hey, why were you such an asshole? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like straight up ask, and then they have to like defend themselves, and then everyone sort of like is the judge and jury of all their all their um, their castmates. And um, I would say like Andy's the bailiff, um, sort of like breaks up <laughs> the fights and like redirects back into the conversations. But um, there was like a moment at the end where like it, and she is freaking out, and you can sort of you can hear the audio, you can't see her face, and. Um, and then I think you can see her face at the end, sort of when she comes out um, into sort of this like alleyway um, and sort of just screaming about how she started the show. It, the show would be nothing without sort of like a, re- a repetition of sort of like the show would be nothing without her. Um, but like the idea of like she in her mind in her mind is like you've never heard of her, but she, in her mind she's like the most famous person to ever. Oh yeah, the world. no, I mean, and, I'm, and that <laughs> that's not uh, invalid. I mean, she definitely is famous to people. I'm sure she walks around and people that uh, that know her talk to her that's how i am with certain people too you know i'm a fan of people that are obscure sometimes or i'm not i'm a fan of people that are more obscure than she is right yeah no but the the idea too that sort of like over 10 years of sort of being on this maybe it was more than 10 years she was on the show for an incredibly long time um but sort of um that the sort of the sense of importance she got yeah. from it too and sort of the um the, and I think it goes to like validation of sort of um, like sort of all the attention she gets on various platforms and things like that too has sort of led to this like sense of <laughs> importance. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. <coughs> um, Did you just take yeah. a hit of some weed? 
I didn't. I'm getting over a cold. I wish. It's just not California here. I just gave a giveaway why I usually cough on the show. <laughs> no, I, I, I caught a cold. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know if that really answered your question of who's my favorite. But no, yeah, she, it's interesting, she, though. Like, uh, it's it's crazy to be part of this, like, vast institution. And uh, I don't know. I find that that's an interesting, like, the, it's its its own uh, industry, right? Like, out here, if you work in reality TV, it's pro- its not necessarily the easiest thing to cross over into, like, film and television that are scripted. So it's, <laughs> I, my I, I've dated somebody that was in that scene, uh, working in that scene for a while. And it's interesting because, like, the culture behind the scenes is also kind of dramatic. <laughs> uh, the There's like a lot of infighting between producers and stuff like that, that, that gets kind of, it's, it feels like it's hard to make that content and not <laughs> be that content. You know, I don't know. I mean, I, I, it could be just entirely biased based on what show I was like, what the culture of the show that I was working on was, but it does seem like, there was a push to sort of try to find um, something to make bigger, right? Like that was like the skill set of the producers to to always find like you know and to poke and prod these people and try to get them to fight. <laughs> it seems like yeah, like like a a, a crazy world to, to sort of succeed in, right? Because it just feels like I don't know, man. I'm I'm just not built that way where i could always be fighting with people <laughs> i think that's sort of also like a similar like i that sort of maybe is it, like spot on is sort of where i find like the most interest right is like how the sort of the people they become are so distant from like the like the basics of humanity mm-hmm. um and, and thinking about sort of just like and that sort of maybe is sort of like an overall sort of thing I poke at in, in my work. And I think about it in my research too, is like so far, we are so far removed from thinking about like the well-being of just like people and community and, and, um, and, and it, in sort of every aspect of our life too. And it seems like so apparent in reality TV because it's like the coalescence of sort of like this ideally, ide- I, um, like, idealizing um like wealth and success and um sort of like um the idea of like scarcity and there's only there only can be sort of like one winner or top dog and um mm-hmm. and sort of whatever you have to do to get there is sort of like what you have to do um and sort of like the culture that we live in in, in a lot of ways um that that to me seems strange well, I mean, like, not to get overtly political again, but just to remind us that we do have a reality show star for president, right? So it there is something about the that the, it as a media uh, that is powerful, and it does. I don't know. I can see how people. Uh, you know, I, I had a plumber here the other day, <clears throat> and like the guy was saying that like. Oh, yeah, he's got so much money, no one can fuck with him. And I'm like, and I, you know, I didn't get into an argument with him because, uh, but he was Hispanic and stuff like that. And and uh, so it, it, it it's something that like maybe academics and like 
uh, MSNBC would look at that and be like, oh, that guy's an idiot. And like, no, that guy has expo- been exposed to like this perception of this guy. <laughs> and like he, he's not engaged in politics in a broader sense. So it's not it's not a small uh, media sensation. I mean, there were big, big things have happened on that show, too. Like right at the, uh, Pedro Zamora was a big deal. When I was younger, he was a, a, a guy, the first person that I ever knew that had AIDS. And he was on MTV's Real World. At, like, it humanized the, you know. And it also was one of the first, like, gay relationships that I saw. So, like, it's not. I mean, I know that we like to, like, uh, or, like, people that aren't necessarily into reality are snooty about it but that shit's real <laughs> like it makes that that's kind of like what i what i find fascinating it makes a reality it makes it's it's magic it's it's uh, uh you can call it propaganda you can call it postmodernism you can call it whatever you the fuck you want but it's it's uh, a way of creating a myth an illusion uh, like of like somebody you know like i mean trump is essentially uh, just the guy that sells his name for like whatever people deem it valuable. It's like the perfect front for um, for what's it called? Like uh, laundering money. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, but like, you know, but there's something kind of oddly heroic about the fucking balls on this guy. Right? Because he don't do, I don't know. It's just fascinating to me. Like, I feel like like there's no denying that that shit has seeped into like the broader culture. It's not just something that happens on television and it's not just something that happens on social media. Like, so like these people, um, I respect that they're fucking real, you know, like you got to respect Donald Trump, even if you don't like him, like that motherfucker, you got to respect your enemies. If you consider him an enemy, like that motherfucker is cunning as fuck, dude. Like people have been underestimating him so much because he's a reality TV show star, but he understands something that like the world has fucking changed under that guy, you know, like it's crazy i don't know what do you think i mean i totally think that like it feels right now like in this moment right like that we're almost living in a reality tv Uh, show because the level of of drama and in the the political sense and and social sense right are so so heightened yeah and it's absolutely like we're we've been consuming this for so for so many years too that it's sort of um it's bleeding out into 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 the way that we're interacting with the world too on like a daily basis i think it's interesting that you you um, pointed out um, the uh, moment from the Real Housewives of San, uh, not Real Housewives, um, <laughs> a Real World uh, San Francisco, right? Yeah, yeah. With, with Pedro. Yeah. Um, and Puck. Yeah, oh, Puck was something else. <laughs> um, that, but I think sort of I'm always sort of watching these reality TV shows, sort of like looking for moments where there's like sort of the that um, moments of sort of like those are sort of what keep me around, right? Like those moments that are like humanizing and sort of like are bringing, um, are bringing, are igniting conversations that, that should be happening. And I think that I've, I recently sort of in the past year saw something happen with the real housewives on, on social media that sort of did that for me in a, in a similar way that, um, that, that maybe I hadn't felt since, since the real world um and that was there's a meme that was going around of a cat Mm -hmm. and then a lady screaming have you Mm -hmm. seen that one no 
it's sort of like it would it would be appropriate in different ways. It would be a blonde woman, and she's like screaming, and then there's a cat, like a white a white cat, like Persian kind of cat. Okay. On the other corner, and it was like pretty viral and going around, and it's still kind of going around a little bit. Um, but it would have sort of different, different. If there wasn't like, a Star you know, Trek iteration of the meme, I probably didn't see it. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there was. To be honest, it was like pretty. That's, were, that's my meme going, diet. Yeah, it was. It was going around in like every different circle and it's yeah, going yeah. around a lot, especially in, in the circle of sort of like the art community. And so the woman in that, in that image is um, from the real housewives of Beverly Hills. And that image was taken um, during a season that was like particularly like difficult to watch because she was being um, physically and emotionally abused by her husband. Oh, wow. And it was sort of revealed in the show in a way that was, like, obviously not very sensitive. And um, it sort of also all came out because there was, like, a photo from a police record that sort of came out of her face afterwards after an attack, and it was horrific. Um, but that, uh, that screenshot was sort of in the midst of all these things happening, and then he, the husband also... She, I think she divorced him, and he committed suicide just shortly after. It was like a really just Jesus, and, and there was like a small child involved too, and so it was all sorts of like a horrific situation. Um, Careful but, what uh, you and, pretend and, to be. Yeah, and then the way that the the show sort of like created like a like drama around it with like an interpersonal fighting of like, well, I said this, she's not admitting it, kind of thing, um, which is like a terrible thing to do to a victim. Yeah. Um, but that 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 still comes from one of those arguments that was happening like during that time. And I only recognized it and thought of it as like, wow, this is really crazy that this image is being sort of like appropriated and, and all these sort of silly memes when it's like such a serious, Jesus. Ser- yeah. Serious, serious. Um, <laughs> you like, heard it here. If you still, shared that meme, you didn't really know. <laughs> yeah, You're not I, an asshole, and, but Jesus. <laughs> and I, people know I really like real housewives and I also really like cats. So people were sending them to me a lot <laughs> and I would have to respond back and be like, Hey, I really don't like this. <laughs> That's fucked and, up. And, and this is why. And like, I think like, and I, and then, and I had to always be like, I'm sure you don't know because you're not like a junkie. Like I am <laughs> like a real housewives junkie, but this came from like a really terrible, like moment in this woman's life that yeah. was like captured on, um, on television. Who's the fucker that took that image and like was I, like as, at first made it a meme? That's crazy. I don't know. Um, I like I've looked into sort of like trying to find the the origin of it, but um, I mean that's also like I have like that. I mean that in the image obviously, and I mean that's like that is like what meme culture is, right? Like the image so far removed from the original source that it like yeah. That that is like the argument is right, like that it loses its connection to the context. But I don't know in that instance for me, I like, couldn't like I int- I could like intellectualize that as someone who like knows about like image history and and those kind of things. But I couldn't um, like reckon with that image being. Yeah. And then I sort of became very um, I don't know skeptical of all. <laughs> where did that image start from <laughs> maybe there's real suffering in this fucking person we're making fun of well yeah. you know historically memes have done that to people i think that douche guy steve like yeah. probably didn't have i, I think they're they're 
I mean, I'm this is from memory, but I'm sure that I saw a documentary at some point that was like about him being bummed that he was a douchebag. <laughs> Do you remember that meme? The the guy with that had like it was like some fancy hat on. Anyway, we should wrap up. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, do you have anything that you're, you need to plug that is coming out in the next couple months? Oh, um, I don't think I can say any. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Uh, and yeah. what's you, your, uh, Rebecca, the number four, your, your, oh, my Instagram, your, R, yeah, the R. number four, S-T-A-T-E-R. Stater. Yeah. And tune stadium. in if you want to see videos of my husband dancing. And he's fully clothed. I just want to... He will listen to this podcast and be really upset. That <laughs> <laughs> Tell him I think clothed. he's adorable. Or, hey, oh. dude, I think you're adorable. <laughs> um, yeah, no, you guys seem to be having fun whenever he's naked and dancing. <laughs> so f- fully clothed and dancing, yes. Yeah, but the, the vibe is that he's naked. <laughs> the energy <laughs> is that he's naked. That I don't know. He, he does, it's, it is, Maybe it's I like undress him. I'm it is. Kidding. It's the dancing from the soul. You don't see it too often like yeah, that. Yeah, like yeah. It's like dancing like no one's ever told you. <laughs> what dancing looks like? <laughs> <laughs> like you've never seen another human dance? I'm yeah, kidding. That's the, that's what she was saying, and I was finishing no, her thought. No, it's special. He knows he's special. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll stop right there. Okay, yeah. What's My Thesis is produced by Javier Proenza, who is talking in the third person. Reach out at whatsmythesis at gmail.com and follow us on all social media at whatsmythesis. Don't forget to review and subscribe. And if you donate to our Patreon, this is where I'll give you a shout out and make up what kind of art you make based entirely on your name and nothing else.